What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 246 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Matt Deitch. What's happening? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, getting in that Christmas spirit. Are you really? I don't know. It's been hard to kind of get into it. It has I mean, been. <laughs> with the warm weather and stuff, yeah. it's like, it's hard to believe that it's like next Monday is Christmas. It just is this doesn't what, feel like. It. Is this what people in Florida feel That's like? That's what I was thinking today. I was like, I'm like, everybody's like, it's not going to be a white Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, people down south are like throwing the middle finger up at us saying, yeah, screw you guys. Now you know what it's like to be us. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that Corona commercial right. where uh, they're uh, uh, whistling, oh, Christmas tree. And then all of a sudden the, the palm there. tree pops on with some Christmas <laughs> lights on it. and uh, Be out there mowing on Christmas Day. Yeah, that yeah, ain't no bullshit, honestly. It's crazy to think that it's like this nice out and it's almost the end of, De- we're like getting towards the end of December now. You know, I, I've, obviously I'm an ice fisherman. I, I, everyone who knows me knows I'm an ice fisherman. Uh, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that, that we are ice fishermen, but, uh, there is, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I want to be out there fishing. We should be out there fishing by now, but, uh, there is a little part of me that's like, I've gotten all the, I I'm going to get all the way through December without moving snow one damn time oh, yeah. everybody can thank me for that yeah because you, you bought, bought a snowblower yeah. this year yeah so <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> so no yeah. honestly though like that's you know we we got some snow here you know i don't know five weeks ago something like that and and i think i might have gone out there and scooped snow just because wow well, it was early enough hey who cares you know might as well whatever but uh um you know, I, I've, I always in my mind, I think, uh, you know, we, you just got to get to hooked on hard water. When, when yep. you come back from hooked on hard water, you can just tell that the, the sun has got more power. Everything's starting to be on the downhill side. You know, of course, March can, you know, be a bear. You can get good blizzards yet in April, but, but whatever you get dumped on in March, it's going to melt. You know, it, it, you're close enough to the end that, uh, uh, you know, the end of your driveway doesn't have to be perfect, whatever, but, uh, you know, we've gotten all the way through December now, basically. And, and, uh, you know, then we just got, uh, January, which I'm sure is going to be a bitch like it always is, uh, just comes with the territory. I'm sure February's going to be cold. We're going to get some snow, whatever, but, uh, I mean, we're a, we're a quarter, we're a quarter in and, and, uh, doing oh, good, right. doing yeah, good. It's- it's crazy to think, you know, and like you said, we're we're all ice fishermen. We want to get out there and stuff, but I mean, there's no ice to even get to try. I Not mean, even think about it. it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just. Uh, but I'll admit that I haven't even touched my ice fishing stuff yet. No, hell no, <laughs> hell no. We talk about how we're flying, you know, by the seat of our pants, guys. Like all of a sudden, everybody texts and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go try this tomorrow. You want to go?" Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, better go out in the garage and start getting things ready. My favorite is that we've done episodes talking about what to do to get ready oh, for yeah, ice fishing season. Ice you know, go season. out there and get that Vexlar, you know, charged up and whatnot. You want to know who doesn't do one freaking bit of the stuff that I'm telling people <laughs> to do? Me. <laughs> Don't eat our damn own chance. advice. Ain't yeah. a damn chance. Oh, I know. It's just like, oh, quick run around and go get the rods out of storage and put them in the case and stuff and like be like oh i did uh get my jig boxes out of my boat <laughs> and it's just like but they're st- they're still sitting in my boat they're out of the compartment in my boat but they're like sitting there like they're oh. e- they're, they're where you can grab them yep. if you need them and just throw them in the bag and yep. go so yep. it's just like oh okay the one night i was like thought i was gonna be like all right proactive and i'm gonna get stuff ready and get it go i'm gonna open up my house and you know, check everything out. Nope. Hell no. <laughs> nope. That's uh that's all of us. That's all of us. That's what makes us men. But uh that's what makes us late for the first morning of going out fishing. Got that right. <laughs> we're gonna leave by we're gonna leave by uh six o'clock. Yeah, about seven o'clock rolls around. We're just pulling into Casey's to get our breakfast. Yeah, scratch that. Like, all right, scratch yeah. that. Yeah, we don't need to be there real early. Right. So. But uh 
Uh, this week's episode uh, 246 is brought to you by our good friends up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at Dakota Angler, the best damn bait shop that there is. Uh, they've got a lot of sales going on right now. Uh, as Matt mentioned last week, they are celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, Matt, you got a rundown on what they got going there? I do have a rundown. And uh, today's actually, uh, they had, uh, oh, what do we got here? It, is, it, is it actually by the day or, or is that is it all 12 days leading up there? I don't think. I think it's 12 days leading up there. Right. I think but, like, but if you, if you want to do. Going, yeah, yeah, the, days yep. are, are, the days are still going and stuff yep. like that. But uh, day six was today and they had the Markham. 485c cameras camera, for yep. 275. I mean, so if you're in the market for a camera, good color uh, camera, that's a definitely a great deal right there. Uh, the other day they had the Eskimo ice uh, flip over ice shacks on sale. Um, check those out. Otherwise, we've had the clam rye suits. I think it's $150 for a coat or $150 for the bibs. Good deal. I mean, so if you're looking for a float suit, what a great one right there. Daiwa Ultralight Reels, uh, Shad Rap Elites. I think they were like three bucks off. So, you know, and it's still a good time to be thinking about open water for all you walleye guys out there that need some Shad Raps. And then uh, we also had Walleye Nation's Creations Reapers. That's just catching state record walleyes uh, left and right. And uh, some Eskimo Pistol Bits on sale too so uh any of you, you can guys, get into one of those eskimo pistol bits i think that six inch for like 150 bucks 140 can't you? 140 so uh you guys looking uh you know if you need uh yeah 140 for the six inch 165 for the eight inch so um, if you've been thinking about making the move over to uh you know a drill auger and electric auger uh there's a good deal right there and to get into it. I mean, Ramrod runs one of those pistol bits, oh, yeah. and it does yeah. a great job. Slices so. like butter, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, you know, and, and uh, gift cards. Dakota I mean, Angler's got right. gift cards. Go up oh, there. Oh, they have all kinds of other stuff, too. I, in fact, I think I'm going to stop in there tomorrow, so... No kidding. Yep. I'm going to just walk in and sit on Todd's lap it, and see what he's got for, for me for Christmas. Give your co-host... Uh, uh, Gift uh, card Santa. Yeah, cool, cool. I didn't know about that. I appreciate yeah. it. I, I was going to surprise it. you, but you just ruined the surprise. So. Oh yeah, my bad. It's just the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Yeah, my bad. But seriously though, if you're in, if you need something for that fisherman in your life, uh, uh, stop. Get in, in the there. Store. Get a gift card. Um, they. Uh, they hell, you can go online, get a gift card, and, and uh, email it to yep. email it to people. Um, you know they got uh, got a code that you can use on there. Um, but as always, uh, um, if you're doing some online shopping, uh, use code Dirtbag at checkout at www.dakotaangler.com. Save yourself a little bit of money, and uh, no one's going to complain about having a little bit of extra money going into the Christmas season. Never do. Nope. Uh, you, it's always nice to have a little bit of that extra money. Uh, speaking of, uh, gift cards, uh, Rich Lindgren over there at Hellabass, uh, on Facebook, he, uh, he did a poll tonight, uh, as an angler, hunter, or outdoors person, what are your thoughts on gift cards to sporting goods stores when receiving them as gifts? And he, as of right now, he's got 113 votes. 96 of those people say love them best gift option 14 people say they are okay and three people say they don't like them lacks thought kiss my ass to those three like there's nothing better than a damn gift card right my biggest problem is i forget to freaking spend them sometime but uh you know when, when you know when you know that you got a fisherman Get them a Dakota Angler gift card. Anything they want, they got. You walk in there, and and they're just nice to have. You, you go in there. the 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 cool thing about a gift card is, or, or you know, Christmas in general, whatever. I I feel like that's the time that you buy something that's a little bit out of your price range. Yep. The other three hundred and sixty four days a year. You, you get what I mean? I know exactly what you're saying. You know, I mean, it's one of those deals where you go into, 
uh, Dakota Angler, and you look at those JT rods, and it's like, man, you know, like that's a nice rod. But she got some pretty sharp price tag yeah. on it. But you know, all of a sudden, you get yourself a couple gift cards, it's and, like, and oh, okay, you know, it's, it's like money that I like. Okay, I had a hundred dollars. Now I got one hundred and fifty dollars right. that I can spend. Yeah, so. and and you know, you you you, you splurge a little because yep. you got them gift cards and. I, I think that's the coolest part about that, and uh, it reduces the sting. I'm a I'm a d- notorious for hoarding up all the gift cards and stuff I get at Christmas time, and then go and make one big one. Yep, yep. Yeah, I do that a lot. So, yep. like you said, because pretty soon it's like, well, you know, in all reality, I only spent like three hundred dollars on this, and right, you know, with all the gift cards and all this stuff. So, yep. Uh, one other question that I wanted to ask you, Matt, I know that this is a little off topic and I should have brought it up probably uh, uh, five minutes ago when we were kind of talking about it. Uh, Christmas music. You a Christmas music guy? Uh, I, I don't go gung-ho for it. Like this last week I've been playing it at school. Yeah. You know, the kids enjoy it and I try to find different ones to yep. play or go to the traditional stuff. The Leroy ladies. the Redneck Reindeer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Joe that Diffie. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta, heard that just, actually, I heard that earlier today. So. Yep. No, I, uh, you know, there there's... I, I feel like Christmas music is one of those deals where no one's in the middle. You're either right. you're either like for it, like yeah, I can get behind this, or some people freaking hate. Oh, it. they flip out about it. Like it's like settled down. I'm, I'm not like if it's before December first. No, don't be no, playing it. Like, no, get out no. of here. I don't even know if you can play it before like December 10. No, I agree with you on that. But I mean, it it we're we're on the home stretch now. Like play play me a little Christmas music. I get into that Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Right. Oh man, like I Well, but but there's can, there's a lot of it too that it's just like you get when you start doing it too early, you're going to hear it way too many times. Yeah. Like like some of these other ones, like some of these classics ones, it's like when you wait till closer to Christmas and then you hear it, you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's a good one." And it's not like as Christmas gets closer, you're not just like, oh, my God, shut that crap off. I mean, it keeps you in the spirit if you wait a little longer. You know the 12, uh, 12 redneck? Oh, uh, yeah. I, did I recite that last yeah, year on that here? Was, that was your number one. We did their did top five. Did we do our top five Christmas yep. songs? Yep, and that was your number one. 12, 12 pack, pack of, of beer. Yeah. Or 12 pack of bud. 11 wrestling tickets. 10 Copenhagen. Nine years probation. Eight table dancers. Seven cans of spam. Six. six um, what was the six one? I don't remember. Five flannel shirts. Four big mud tires. Three shotgun shells. Two hunting dogs. And some parts to a Mustang GT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what that is, but that's a good... that. That is gonna get played tomorrow at work loud, and I might play it over the intercom. <laughs> That'll get the people going, Dang right? That's the way That'll to do it. That'll get the people going. But uh, you want to know what else gets people going, Matt? Planes landing on Red Lake. Planes landing on the sh- ice. What the? What? <laughs> what is happening? People losing their minds. You know, people. People are just walking out there. Pretty soon, somebody thinking, ah, "I'm gonna land a plane out yeah, there." What the exactly. hell? Exactly. So I saw like last week there was somebody that had wrote something about uh, saw a bunch of rescue boats heading up towards Red Lake. Somebody fell in, and then there was people kind of talking smack back. You know, you're just trying to start some crap and whatever. So you know, th- there's. I think that there kind of is a little bit going on there, social media, you know, try to get people right. talking about maybe something that's not really going on. And, and, uh, so this morning, all of a sudden I see that picture of like a plane out there on, on the lake. And it's like, well, that can't be real. And yeah, then I kind of start, was real. start reading it and it's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, it's, it's so dang real that, uh, the, um, let me see here. Uh, Beltrami County Sheriff's Office. Uh, they they flat out did a press release about it. Uh, plane plane lands on ice, breaks through. Uh, believe it was at 9:20 a.m. Uh, December 19, 2023, this morning. Uh, yeah, some guys uh, uh, departed from Grand Rapids, Minnesota, with a destination of Upper Red Lake for a day of ice fishing. They conducted a flyover. The pilot identified what was believed to be a safe landing area. Upon landing, the absence of snow resulted in the plane having difficulty slowing down. Eventually, the plane 
slid into an area of thin ice and the nose of the plane broke through the open water. Holy moly. That's nuts. That's way nuts. The only other time I know about airplanes uh, getting involved with uh, ice fishing was that uh, story back in 1980 up in Akaska, South Dakota, Super Bowl Sunday. I think it was like January 20, 1980, and uh, like a DC-7 landed like right next to the missouri river a bunch of people were out there ice fishing and was like what the hell and thing was like full i i I was reading about it this morning 396 bales of marijuana whoa they they flew her up there it's like the biggest drug bust in south dakota history and yeah they freaking brought in a whole entire uh dc7 uh freaking passenger plane with all the seats ripped out they landed it out in a wheat field and bunch of flatbeds were there to pick it up and uh the ice fisherman sounded the alarm and some rancher was like what the hell i think somebody right. just landed out in my pasture <laughs> so uh, uh now i guess like the dnr when they put out that every year like wind safe ice you know two inches stay off four inches you can walk on it then snowmobile <laughs> then you know all this stuff now it's gonna have to have an airplane nine's good enough for a cessna <laughs> <laughs> yep crazy oh man who'd have thunk only at red lake yep early ice on red lake yep but uh um you know this uh this open water honestly uh um you know we can sit here and we can do a lot of talking about uh you know man we're really itching to get out there and whatnot but uh one of the things that we really got to stop and think about is uh the people that are running bait shops the people that are guides out there um you know this is a whole entire month of, of kind of lost revenue for them. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, um, I can't imagine that uh, that Josh and Todd are just freaking slinging minnows and waxworms right now. You know, it, it's it's not happening. Um, you know, no one's losing tackle, so no one's buying a ton of tackle. Uh, you know, the month of December, which should be kind of a good month, uh, just I'm, I'm guessing – isn't that great i i don't know for sure but i can't imagine it's it's been great um but you know then you think about guys like marcus Quam up there who have got a snow bear that's sitting still and and uh, moving you know need to guys like putting out trips yeah yeah you know the guides that are over at okaboji the guides that are up in central minnesota um you know the jesse thalmans of the world uh whatever um you know they're just not a you, you can't be guiding if no. you don't got ice. and no, uh, it's tough, and especially if it's not safe ice. I mean, they're not going to bring clients out there where, yep. you know, it's iffy conditions. Yep, no doubt about it, but... Uh, um, uh, it makes it tough. Uh, one thing, you know, I've noticed, too, with this not being able, like, the no ice extending, like, the people online are really starting to get after each other, like, even more. <laughs> Getting a little stir crazy. They are. They? Like, yep. you know, somebody will post and be like, hey, what's the ice like up in the Wa Bay area and stuff like that? And everybody jump on there, you better bring your boat. You know, you better do this. And, like, oh, it's like, holy buckets. Like, everybody needs to get out and do some fishing here. Like, we need some ice, you know, so. I've, I've actually had it about three or four times in the last week that, uh, people have wrote some stupid crap on facebook and and i type something out and i'm like you know i'm gonna let this dude have it and then i think better of it and i hit the back hit the backspace button and uh uh don't do it but uh the other day i think it was like wild dakota um facebook page had something like you know what were some hot takes or controversial topics or i don't even remember what the hell it was um, I don't know if they're starting up a podcast or something. They were, they were talking about something like that, but, uh, somebody's, somebody writes something about, uh, how freaking idiots getting online and want to know what ice conditions are. Get your ass in your car and, and go drive around and figure it out for yourself. Like the rest of us, it's like, so do you think the idiots asking about ice conditions is uh, the problem with the uh, problem with social media? Or do you think it's freaking morons like you? Like, yeah. I think it's morons like you. I, I, I think we're just fine with people, you know, that uh, ask, ask for ice conditions. If you don't want to give it to them, keep scrolling. But I, I, the, the, the people that Ooh, get in your damn car, you're, you're probably more of the issue. Yeah, but they probably also are ones that are asking in 
the same question in like roundabout ways and right stuff right like that yeah they're they're getting their they're they're waiting for somebody else to do it right going and looking at all the answers and then writing get in your freaking car right yeah. or they're the ones that i guarantee that those guys all have buddies who go out you know ice fishing catch all these fish and stuff like that and they're like oh where were you fishing at you know like oh okay like where you what were you using and they ask them all these questions but then all of a sudden somebody else does it online does the exact same thing and they're just like why don't you go out yep. and just find it yourself can't ever find a bite yourself and all this stuff it's like uh sorry bud uh neither can you you have a buddy that goes out there all the time and you just kind of ride the coattails so yep you know what they are though way hard on their gear no, well yeah Fucking a. their gear their gear is just totaled after half a season oh yeah that doesn't just, even make it that yeah i saw somebody the other day bragging about how like somebody was asking like oh like i was looking at like this and that like anybody have opinions on them well this is what i run and you know uh this is what i go with because i mean i beat the crap out of them and it's just like yeah i'm like ooh, they just keep ooh. coming back for more it's like he's as he's he's typing it and he's unbuttoning another button on his shirt and it's just like yeah, these babies have never laid down on the job. <laughs> yep. I shot it with a, with my AR before I go out just to test it. Yep, never washed it <laughs> with my AR just to test it. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, built Ford tough. That's right, but. uh all right, uh, we've actually got a guest on this show. I know we're freaking 20 minutes in right now and uh, uh, haven't mentioned it, but uh, we got Craig EXL on, uh, obviously out in the Black Hills where they do have some ice. Um, uh, we want to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, got some other stuff, uh, you know, with, with uh, some lake trout uh, catch and release, uh, um, stocking some different fish out there in the Black Hills. Uh, Game Fishing Parks is looking for some public input. I uh, thought we'd talk to Craig and uh, uh, kind of hear what he's got to say and uh, kind of, you know, see where see where the wind takes us. But uh, we'll hop over to uh, to Craggy right now. Hey, Craig, how's it going? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys? Doing really good. Doing, Doing good. good. Uh, you know, it's been 41 episodes since we've had you on. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that is. I, I, I thought my contract said like every twenty-five. It, uh, I don't know. It did say that, but uh, there for a while we were getting you on like every seven episodes, so uh, we we had a little room to if you, if you to average negotiate. it out. Yeah, yeah if exactly. you average it out, you're actually kind of like at every like thirty episodes you're back on. I think it's more I'm often just, than that. I'm just glad it wasn't. Uh, listener complaints that that's why it's been so long well we didn't want to be it's, it's so close to christmas we really didn't want to be <laughs> mean to you or anything like that but yep. we've only had one complaint and that was from uh some fish biologist up in the city so we don't worry yeah. about him nope not one bit uh, i'm good with that now, Craig, uh, you're you're uh, living in a spot in the in the upper Midwest. Uh, you're one of the only places that actually has some ice. Uh, I think you know if you go far up into northern North Dakota, far up into northern uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, maybe some spots in Wisconsin or something, and you know maybe some small bodies of water, uh, uh, you know, in between. But uh, uh, you guys actually have some consistent ice, like. I mean, something you uh, a person can feel confident going out and fishing, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, by now normally we'd be driving four-wheelers or maybe even side-by-sides on the ice, but I, I wouldn't take uh, any machines out, but we have confident ice. You know, I, I don't feel like a person needs to take every safety precaution possible right now because we're consistent five, six inches on you know, some of the uh, smaller lakes. Now, our bigger lakes are not pros yet. You know, our, our I call them the big four. We have Pactola, Sheridan, Deerfield, and Stockade. Pactola, Sheridan, and Deerfield are still, they still have open water on them. Um, but Stockade uh, has has gotten good ice, and it's, uh, you know, the one thing that is kind of cool is we've experienced first ice i think three times at stockade now and, <laughs> and so it's been a good bite for three different times and and it, it's uh um 
but no, it, it's actually a pretty good bike going on there. And, and yeah, just good confidence ice, you know, where you don't have to jump every time you hear a crack and, and stuff like that. So now, now I kind of figured Deerfield would be one of the first ones to lock up, uh, with the higher elevation. No, uh, no, just because it's bigger, you know, it's a bigger body of water and it's also deep. And so I think the turnover, uh, this is, purely theory on my part we can ask our fish biologist his theory on it but um i I think because turnover probably takes a lot longer to get that colder water up to the surface and i but no i mean there is ice on it uh you know some of the bays might have some ice but the main lake we went and did a check on it the other day and it was main lake was still wide open Uh, you know one of the cool things about the the black hills too is uh you know, a lot of these small ponds, you know, just on the side of the road or, you know, something that people could easily overlook, like, nah, that wouldn't have any fish in it. Uh, quite often it does have fish in it. Yeah, the, that's, you know, the uh, Black Hills known for the trout fishing. And the game fishing parks, they focus a lot on trout stocking just because we're such a tourist driven area and trout are easy to catch and we have so many of those little small bodies of water. So if it's, uh, uh, any size at all, you know, a half acre or bigger, more than likely it has trout in them and, and they do, uh, uh, fish well in the winter time too. Huh? Do they, do they put a lot of like bluegills in those spots too with the, with the trout or is it just mainly trout? Just trout, you know, all those lakes, that's the trout. We Our hatchery here only does trout. That's all the really? uh, stock and anything around the hills. I mean, we do get fish. I, I, you know, they just stock some lake trout in Deerfield. And, but those came from, uh, I think it was a hatchery in Colorado where um, they were just retired broodstock fish and they were going to get rid of them. So uh, we went and picked them up and brought them to Deerfield. And, and, you know, they will stock walleyes, but those come from the uh, East River hatcheries there. Huh. Now, the rooster had a, had a post on Facebook uh, here this, uh, this afternoon, uh, and a lot of people, well, I guess I should say, the rooster had a post on Facebook that uh, the South Dakota Game Fishing Parks is looking for some public input on, uh, you know, how they feel, uh, how, how the anglers feel. Uh, the lakes there in the hills uh, should be managed, you know, the direction that they want to go. And uh, the overwhelming majority of the people uh, really came on there uh, in full force talking about uh, catch and release only for the lake trout. Um, you know, uh, I guess one of the other things, you know, if it's not going to be catch and release is the, uh, are, are they going to make more stocking efforts uh you know, to, to ensure that the lake trout are there for the long haul. Um, you've been a big proponent of the catch and release on the lake trout for a long time, correct? Yeah, yeah. When we first started fishing for them, well, it's been over 20 years now that we've been fishing for them. It, it, we knew they were special, you know, and we just with the little amount of research that we were able to do, you could tell that it was a cold fish that you were catching once you got into that. 10 pound or bigger fish you know they're starting to be a 20 25 year old fish and and so we uh we started pushing for catching at least with the whenever we would teach anyone you know how to fish for the lake trout or or give them any kind of tips you know i'd have people reach out and just say hey can you give me any information and that's only if you promise to, to let it go if you catch one you know and um, but then I, I went to the game fishing parks way back when about that and just saying, why do people need to keep these fish? Why can't we make it a catch and release only? And, and then, you know, they've gone through several, uh, uh, management changes since then. So hopefully their viewpoint has changed. But back then their biggest thing was how can you tell someone that they get a fish of a lifetime that they can't take it home and mount it? And, you know, my excuse or justification is because they can get a replica, you know. If they can read a tape measure, they can get a replica of that fish. But but it just, it, they were never able to, uh, I don't even think it made it onto any, uh, in front of the panel or the board or anything. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know. I I am obviously all on board uh, if that's something that gets pushed through as far as making them catch and release only. Uh, it, uh, it, I got I did a seminar. I guess I don't know. This had been ten years ago, probably, and uh, even then, you know, yeah, my seminars I was just always saying, please, you know, if you go after these, catch and release, you know, catch and release. And one of the guys said, you mean to tell me if you caught a state record fish, you wouldn't keep it and try and get it weighed in so you get your name in the book? And I was like, absolutely not. I have no desire to have my name in the book just to be, just to be able to say I have a state record fish. And he kind of argued with me a little bit, and, and I looked at him and I said, can you tell me who holds a state record right now? And he kind of looked at me puzzled goes, no, I have no idea. And I said, exactly. If you would... People would recognize that a state record fish was caught for a week, and then they'd forget all about it. I mean, do you guys know who has the current state record walleye in South Dakota? Mm, no. Mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about him, but yeah, yeah, I don't even remember what his name is. Yeah, exactly. So it, you, you truly get nothing out of it other than a little bit of self-satisfaction. Troy Deedy certificate. So Troy Deedy's got the Troy Deedy's got the state's uh, smallmouth record. Yep, the, mo- the most important you know one. Him, right? <laughs> yep. Right. right. Remember that? Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so, so, so are these lake trout? Are they naturally uh, reproducing? Yes. They they, they actually are, are okay, naturally reproducing. Good. Okay. So, so yeah, the original stocking was in '79, and then. I think it went 15 years before they put any more fish in there. Um, and it wasn't until a few of us started fishing for them. They got a little popular. And then one guy, uh, see, there again, I don't even remember his name, but he broke the state record three times in one summer. And he, uh, um, Corey, Corey something. But anyway, once he did that, it, raised a little bit more popularity so then they brought in some more late trout then and then uh now with them stocking deerfield of course all of what i've been talking about was pactola now that they started stocking deerfield uh, like six years ago they put some of those into pactola but but yeah i think i think pactola has only been stocked probably four times in the last what would that end up being 44 years Yep. so so yeah, it, it's uh, they are naturally reproducing, and and it's a very healthy uh, fishery too. I mean, considering the size of the body of water, it's a very healthy fishery. You know, down here, uh, uh, I guess I should say, over on the eastern side of the state uh, in South Dakota, there's Twin Lake, uh, about twenty miles uh, uh, west of Sioux Falls. And uh, that's one of, what is it, Matt, Uh, one fish over 28 inches? Yep. Yeah, so you're allowed one fish over 28 inches. I mean, could could you ever go down that road and, you know, okay, so if you do catch the fish of a lifetime, you know, with a lake trout, and I don't know what that number is uh, as far as length. But then, okay, so you so you do get to keep that. I mean, that one's got to be getting towards the end of its lifespan anyways, doesn't it? Well, it just depends on what that number is. You know, right now it's uh, 24 inches is the minimum to keep a lake trout. It is. Um, to okay. me, yeah. Uh, to me, that fish of a lifetime would have to be 35 to 38 inches. Um, that's probably where you would start saying, okay, I'm probably not going to catch another fish like this. Uh, there again... They can get a replica of that fish, though. Um, you know, it, it uh, I don't know. I, I struggle with it just because is it the end of their life cycle? Probably not. I mean, we truly don't know where what the end is because these fish are only 44 years old. We don't know where they're going to end up being because there are still fish swimming around in that lake that were stocked in 1979. Is there really? And, oh, wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know that uh, uh, that Shane Van Boning. I don't know if you follow him. Yep, the pool player. Yep. I think I think he's cracked the forty inch mark two or three times, and those forty inches, I guarantee, are from nineteen seventy nine. Huh. 
Well, so, I mean, you know, I guess with that being said, too, I mean, could you make that number 36? Okay, you're allowed to keep one of these fish if it's over 36. And I guess at that point, too, uh, you, you know, the, an, an average angler, and I shouldn't use the term average, but, you know, your everyday guy that's just out there, you know, hanging out and, and fishing, yeah, they might stumble into one every once in a great moon, but... But, you know, probably the people that are truly targeting them are the ones that really want to release them anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just, to me, if they're going to make a change, I really think they need to just make it catch and release only. Is there there any other fish here that you know of in the upper Midwest that's straight catch and release? Um, I know I don't know of any. But they could, you know... There are, I think there are lakes where it's catch and release only, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Yep. Are, now, so, are lake trout, is there a season on them out there, or are the, is it no. open all year round? Nope, we don't have seasons on any fish in South Dakota. Oh, that's right, that's right. And you said twenty. You said 26 inches? 24 inches. 24, 24. inches. And how many? One. One, okay. Per day per day yeah, 24 yep. inches yeah. just seems like it's like way small to keep well one of them and for me you know 20 years ago when i started pushing for them i just said you at least need to raise that number because a 24 inch fish is just when it's coming to its sexual maturity to where it can start reproducing so it felt like that's being counterproductive if you're starting to pull those ones out of the system you know Yep statutory rape really <laughs> there you go yeah. now with them adding you know stocking them into deerfield and stuff like that are they hoping that those fish are going to kind of help you know take down the perch population the you know the little short four or five inch perch that are in there and like make that a better perch fishery as well i think that was the hope i you know just between the small perch and the rock bass in there I think that was their hope. They've tried a few different species. They they were trying with uh, splake in there, and, you know, splake can grow really, really big, and and I think their hopes were that they were going to control them, and that just didn't pan out at all. And, and I mean, I don't know the exact numbers of how many lake trout they put in there, but... Um, it doesn't seem like they're having any effect on the perch and rock bass in that lake yet. So I don't know if that's going to be the answer to it, but it has created another fun lake trout fishery. So I hope they continue it. Huh. Now, now rewind one second. You said that they introduced splake and, and a yes. splake is a, is that a brown trout, lake trout mix? Uh, brook trout. Brook and trout. A, yeah, it's brook trout and... Gosh, I should know that. I think it's a brook trout, and a, it's either a lake trout or a brown trout. I, I should know that, but I really, I don't off the top of my head. I used to, um, but yeah, it's a hybrid, so they don't reproduce. Um, but you know, the state record's twelve pounds. I think Brian, several years ago, caught about a seven or eight pounder out of there. Um, so yeah, they they can grow big, and they're pretty voracious fish. But their problem was they were stocking them the same size as all those small brookies and there you can't hardly tell the difference between a brook trout and a splake and so then um people were keeping them and they just never got the opportunity to grow or not very many of them did a splake is uh the cross of a male brook trout and a female lake trout it is okay yeah i knew that i knew yeah. I, I, I had that so dialed in yeah. i I, I can tell I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference between them and all the other fish. I'm kind of an expert. Got to got to just look at them. Can tell by the way they look. Yeah, by the fins. Yeah, how many fins there are. Yeah, other stuff. I mean, there's there's a couple of key characteristics that I look at, but uh, you guys wouldn't don't get it. Smell the, don't yeah. want to smell. Don't want to spill the beans. Yep. So, so what do you think about stocking more walleye out there in in the hills? Like, I know that there's uh, some people that. Would like to see some of that. Uh, how do you feel about that, Craig? I, I'm all in on that, too. Um, I fish Canada a ton. Trout and walleye get along just fine. You know, that's the biggest fear is 
I don't want to use the term trout snobs, but I'm going to use the term trout snobs. The trout snobs think we have to have these trout-only lakes and any introduction of any other species is going to ruin the trout fishing. And that's just not the case. I mean, walleye and trout get along just fine. I mean, Pactola has had trophy pike fishing forever, and it had no effect on the trout fishing on that lake at all. So, I mean, it just, it you know, you have a predator like pike and their walleye aren't going to do any more damage than a pike could. So, yeah, I think um, the, the hardest part with our lakes is with them being reservoirs in the mountain countries, you don't have very many sandy flats or anything like that. So I don't know how well uh, they would reproduce. Uh, you know, we have them in Sheridan now. I have no idea if they're reproducing in Sheridan or not. Um, and Sheridan has some areas that might be decent for walleye spawning, but but like Deerfield or Pactola just would not have a whole lot of area that could sustain a walleye spawn. But if it's just a continued stocking effort like the trout are, then I think it would be just fine. Huh. Do you think, like, is there any talk at, like, preserving the trophy pike that are in Pactola or, like, um, it depends on who you ask. A lot of people think game fishing parks are killing all the big pike when they net them, but I don't have any idea if that there's truth to that. I know many years ago they did a study on the forage for pike and lake trout, and when they would net, or I don't know how they got all the fish, if they were net or shocked or what, but with the lake trout they would pump their stomach full of water so they would barf out whatever was in it and so they could see what they're eating and with the pike they would just kill them and do them that way so maybe they i mean i don't think they respect the pike like they they do the lake trout which i'm neither here nor there with as far as that goes i I think you know pike are pretty prolific and can can sustain some uh some harvesting as far as i'm concerned right yeah. I just didn't know if there would like be like a slot out there or something like that to protect those trophy sized ones that you know everybody enjoys catching. You know, in northern Minnesota, you see a lot of talk about conservation of of bringing back the bigger pike numbers and everything like that. But I mean, I didn't know if they were thinking about doing that out there too. I haven't heard anything about any kind of slot on on the pike anyway. Now, there's people that spearfish those pike out of uh, Pactola. We met yeah. a we met a lady. Uh, she was our waitress at the Alpine Inn the one night, and uh, I don't I don't remember how we ended up talking about it. I mean, this was a freaking this was a lady here. I'll tell you what she was telling us all about uh, cruising down roads, uh, cutting tracks on mountain lions. Were you with oh, me yeah. on that one, Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember, and she freaking yeah. whipped out of her phone and started showing us pictures of her buck or of the bucks that she's shot, the bucks that her son has shot, and then she started showing these freaking monster pike that her son had freaking swam up behind and shot with a spear and. I'm, I don't know. I ain't doing that bullshit. No <laughs> way in hell. Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring that up. That would probably be one of the things that I would bring. I'm, I'm going to catch flack for this, but I would bring to the game fishing parks is they are very liberal with the spearfishing regulations. Yeah. Right now, the trout are the only species that you can't shoot with a spear. And there's no season on any of it, which that just blows my mind. Pactole used to be a phenomenal bass fishery, and they pretty much got spearfished out of there. Wow. Really? Yep. Huh. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's, uh, um, yeah, the spearfishing, I've got good friends that do it, and it looks like it would be a blast I, I, I to be able to, swim with the fish in their environment and even just watch them you know i don't but there's no there's no catch and release with it i mean i couldn't imagine thinking you're shooting a 19 inch walleye and then being a 24 inch walleye or something you know it just i i just i don't like the fact that there's no turning back if you make a mistake or anything like that but but there again it's someone else's hobby so i don't want to shut it down but it, it's crazy that 
it went from a pretty regulated sport to where it's pretty much the Wild West, except for the trout. They tried getting the trout to get added to the list of fish they could spearfish, but uh, um, it got turned down this last summer. Man, yeah. it, it had to be nearly impossible to shoot a damn trout. Jesus Christ. Guns. Those damn things are freaking <laughs> flying all over the place. I'd end up shooting myself in the leg. Yeah. Have you guys ever been in shallow enough where you're sight fishing for the rainbow trout? No. no I've never sight fished them. Just watched them on the live scope, and it looked like a bunch of crackheads <laughs> coming in there. <laughs> it is. You, you, next time you're off, you're going to need to do that. Just watch down the hole and jig and see them come through i mean they are like you say they're, they're crazy it uh, uh i've watched them come through three four times where they'll swim by and they smack the bait with their tail like trying to get a reaction or something out of it they'll turn around real quick and smack it again and about the third fourth time they smack it they you know if you move it just right then that'll trigger them to bite it and it's it's crazy to watch them go yeah, I, I'll I'll never forget the first time we were ever out there fishing, and uh, I I was jigging down on the bottom, and something came through like right underneath of the ice, and you know I've I've got my vexlar down, and it was like you know oh it's got to be interference, and all of a sudden like it just freaking dive bombs down at at my jig, and it it was one of those deals like where it you know flew down there and missed it and it was like ah you know and i'm still you know like man I, that had to be like some interference or something like that and so you kind of reel up a little bit and all of a sudden it's like god dang it this thing's back and it's just all over hell and and uh i mean i've i've never seen anything cover the graph like you know like a trout does out there and you know you you fish in 30 foot of water and you're you're not crazy to jig you know, four foot underneath the yeah. ice, not, not one bit crazy. And that, uh, that's just not something that makes any sense when, you know, when you consider where we fish here at Okaboji and, and, uh, that just, that, that's not something anyone would ever even try. Uh, your first time in the Hills, that's when you went up to Deerfield and yep. it was just like three, four of you guys, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Me, Matt, Ramrod, and my brother, Eric. And there was about yeah, okay. five foot of snow out Jesus there. And we just about Christ. all died going out there that was uh that was crazy we went to the gold run and i think we got about 100 yards in there and all of us were like fuck this shit (laughs) this looks like a good spot right here i don't even know if we were on the ice yet. yeah right we're like well just start drilling if we hit dirt we hit dirt just say we're out here trying to find gold didn't i tell you i wasn't sure if the ice was safe enough for four wheelers yeah you did tell us that and you were wrong it was definitely I can't believe you fell for that. Yeah, I know. It was <laughs> it was safe enough for us to drive a semi truck out there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but yeah. uh no. Well what do you what do you got for plans, uh what do you got for plans the rest of the ice season, Craig? I know you got hooked on hard water there at the end of February. You got any other trips or anything planned? I don't have anything set in stone. Um you know, one thing that just the last few days I've really piqued my interest i've always heard about this boysen reservoir over in wyoming it's kind of um central wyoming i guess you'd call it but it's in some mountains and it's got uh, really big walleyes in it and uh i don't know it's about a six hour drive for me and it i don't know i have just gotten so hooked on ice camping that i think going a place like that to where it's totally new body of water it's a big one like twenty thousand acres i think oh wow um but uh, just going there and camping on that i think would be a hoot um but i don't know i, I want to get up to north dakota and do some exploring on those pothole lakes up there again but no no real big plans as of right now anyway I, i'm not a very good planner you know i i don't know if you spent a whole lot of time talking with chris peters but he is the kind of guy where He's trying to make a plan for February, you know, like February 14th, let's be doing this or whatever. He'll just pick out these days and, and uh, it's like, man, if it's the week before, I might be able to commit to it, but I'm just, yeah. I'm yep. just not very good at planning. Yep. I, I need to be flying by the seat of my pants at all times. So. Yep. No, I know exactly how that goes. And, and especially this year, uh, well, for us over here, <laughs> Hell, we can't make any plans to go fishing anywhere around here because, hell, we don't even know if we're going to have ice. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your forecast looks like, but for us, pretty much Christmas Day is when it looks like the weather turns and and we'll start making ice then. Yeah, it does. uh, What was it, Matt? Uh, You and I were just looking at the 10-day forecast and the last two days on the 10-day forecast actually. Yeah, it's getting a little uh, cooler. Then it tops out in the 30s, but I think we got like 54 in rain on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be in the 50s this weekend. Yeah, that's insane. That's not ice-making weather. We were pushing 60 today, I think. Yeah, we. I don't think we got. Uh, we we didn't get to sixty, but I think we were at like fifty one or fifty two. Yeah, it was nice out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, starting I guess next Sunday. If you, I like to look at Hill City just because that's a little more accurate for the hills. Like, so, you know, highs in the twenties and low thirties, and then lows in the teens. So it's we're not uh, growing feet of ice, but we'll at least be making some. Right. Yep. You guys got a lot of snow on the ground out there or not? Zero. Zero, even up in the hills? Uh, you know, when we were, uh, went up by Deerfield, there was some snow pack on some of the gravel roads, but, but I mean, out in the, the trees, there isn't any snow on yep. the ground or anything. Hmm. That's where it's been drove on, I think, is about the only snow remaining right now. Yep. All right, Craig. Uh, well, we appreciate you uh, hopping on with us. Uh, actually, before we let you go, uh, Tony Mariotti was uh, supposed to be our guest. Uh, this is why we're coming on a Tuesday now, a Tuesday night. Uh, yesterday, Tony was sick. Today, he texted me he was still sick. But yesterday, Craig, I was kind of messaging back and forth with you uh, trying to get any intel on Tony. And uh, you told a really cool story. Well, you didn't tell me the story, but... Uh, uh, you kind of gave hints at uh, Tony uh, story sending a whole bunch of pizza to the boys club out there. Uh, you got that story? Yeah, I, I don't remember all the details. That's why I was hoping you were going to ask him about it. But well, maybe the, I will. The gist, the, the gist of it was uh, one of the local pizza restaurants was having, I don't remember if it was Papa John's or Pizza Hut, I really don't know, but they are having this promotion where every pizza they sold a certain amount of the money went back to all the employees so it was just kind of an employee appreciation event and um you know our good buddy oakley camping and he he was working for them at that time and uh so tony knew oakley and and he just thought you know he'd kill two birds with one stone so he went and ordered a pile of pizzas i don't remember how many but then had them sent down to the boys club so you know he's helping oakley and his fellow employees out and then uh also fed the boys at the boys club for the night and that was a pretty big deal i talked to some of the boys and they're pretty excited about that hell yeah you can never go wrong when just surprise pizza shows up yeah 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 for sure and you know that uh tony i mean he couldn't ask for a more salt of the earth kind of guy as him he he's just a just a genuine good dude and i really look forward to hearing what he has to say with you guys when he does come on you bet well we'll ask him uh we'll ask him the pizza story at that time because uh i i think we're gonna probably be talking more pizza than we are fishing <laughs> That's... what was the deal something about pizza rolls i i heard you talk about it a little bit but i couldn't quite remember like so Kyle said he cooked it one way, but Tony's saying Kyle's full of crap or what? I don't know. Kyle Lynn said that Tony Mariotti cooks pizza rolls by putting them in the oven at 450 degrees for five minutes and then just... Six minutes. Six minutes? Yep. Six minutes and then just turning off the oven and just walking away from it. I don't know how much longer he keeps them in there after that. I don't think he just pulls them out then. You know, I think he keeps it in there and just slowly lets the... The oven died down, something like that. And all I know is that Mariotti sent us a message and said, if Kyle Lynn talks shit about my pizza roll making ability again, me and my cousins are going to take him to the docks. Yep. And that's all I got out of it. I don't. All I'm saying is if I was Kyle Lynn, I'd be shaking in my boots because you got the Italian stallion and all of his cousins coming after you. You don't want none of that smoke. I'll tell you that for free. 
It's a lot of spicy pipe, pepperoni coming after <laughs> you. Bet you. your ass it is. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So if we don't hear from Kyle Lynn again, it has something to do with the pizza roll. <laughs> Talking shit about the pizza rolls. I think he's giving up a secret. I, that could be it. That could be well, it. Well, how many times have you repeated this secret on air? Maybe you need to start worrying. Hey, it's kind of like it's kind of like putting a picture on Facebook. You can't get pissed off if somebody shares it after you put it on Facebook. Yep. Once you put it on the internet, you can't undo the internet. We're just we're just we're just delivering the goods. That's yep. all we do. Somebody brought us the goods. Now we're just giving we're them the to the people. Yeah. We're the, you can't kill Don't the kill the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. Don't even think about it, Craig. Or Tony. Speaking of sharing stuff on Facebook, have you ever had a post shared by someone and you go to look and see who shared it and it, it tells you because of privacy settings you can't see who shared it? Really? But they could what see. What kind of crap is Why, that? Right. It's like they're sharing my post. Like, I should be able to see who is sharing my post. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that that was in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't get it. But, yeah, no, I've I've had that before where it's like, I wonder who shared this. And then you go look and it's like, no clue. Hmm. It must well, be somebody that has, like, you blocked or like limited view on their profile so like you can't see what they're sharing or something like that but they but they like to keep an eye on you yeah yeah i'm sure probably that one of those good. probably one of those people that's trying to fucking sell those damn t-shirts with the logos on them you oh, know them freaking oh, spammer chinese not? people oh my lord every day it's like oh, oh you got tagged in something and it's just like oh my lord tom cyberg's uh uh world walleye warrior win deal whatever where him and his buddy are holding up the trophies that post gets freaking tagged every single day and then i i don't know how the hell they got on the midwest angler podcast uh uh facebook page but they're always freaking throwing t-shirts out i'm half tempted to just buy one of the damn t-shirts and check (laughs) them out like these things suck maybe they're nice t-shirts maybe they are Maybe maybe yeah, I'll I, never get it, and then they'll rob my bank account. I was well, say they're just go ahead, go ahead, and that. have that twenty three bucks, you sucker. Yeah, I'm I'm too afraid to click the link to see what what it uh, takes you to. But yeah, it, uh, um, who knows? Maybe they are decent t shirts. Maybe a guy just needs to go and get a bank account where it's just like where you do have like twenty five bucks spam in checker. It. It's just yep. like. Going right back at him. Let's tell Ramrod to buy one. I'll I'll send Ramrod the link tomorrow, and I'll be like, "Yeah, dude, we got new shirts. He'll yeah. buy one." Well, I know, but let's no, because then Ivy will be like, "Yeah, Dusty lost half her money <laughs> trying to buy some T-shirts from China, and I got to deal with that at school." And... What an idiot! Yep. All right, Craig. Uh, well, like I said, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we see you beforehand. But if we don't, uh, we'll see you at the end of February. Yeah, gosh, we better see each other before that. Well, I'm—I mean, I'm planning on it. So, got big Christmas? Right. Got big Christmas plans? Yeah, I got to do quite a bit of traveling this year. My uh, my parents—we got to go to their house Christmas Eve, and they're about a mile away from our house. And then I got to go to the in-laws on Christmas Day, and they're about three quarters of a mile away. So. All kinds of travel. Got to make sure I fill up the tanks and, and uh, hit the road for Christmas. Dear God, drive safe. Watch out for the mountain lions. Yeah. And Watch stuff out like for that. deers. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear a crazy story? Yes. So, it's just crazy Black Hill stories. My good buddy was out here deer hunting. He's from Minnesota, and he was deer hunting in an area about eight miles away from my house called the bald hills and they were driving down this uh dirt road to get to this top of this ridge so they could um walk the tops of the ridges you know just looking for deer sign or whatever as they're going down the road they seen this black something up ahead of them and they're like what in the world are we looking at and they got a little bit closer and it was a black bear eating on a deer and the deer was still alive. And it was a and, damn nice buck. Yeah. Well, I, I sent you the picture of that. I forgot I yeah, had. Yep. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a really nice buck. And, and uh, I mean, we we supposedly don't have black bears in the hills, but uh, there's at least one anyway. And He's got a full belly, and, too. 
he's well he didn't get much off of this deer they they interrupted the feast but uh yeah i mean they ended up having to put the deer out of its misery because it couldn't even get up or anything but uh yeah what a weird deal really weird your dad saw a black bear at the woodpile one time didn't he yeah like he can't 100% he'll he'll never tell you with 100% certainty that he saw it but he's convinced that that's what it was but it was just like a glimpse of it you know but i mean how many things are that big and uh you know i mean the shape of a bear seems like it'd be pretty undeniable but who knows yeah you know you you can get coyotes and wolves mixed up you can get you know, there, there's other critters that you can get mixed up. You don't, you don't mix up a no, black bear with that, something yeah. else. I don't think, yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. That's for sure. Yep. So, all righty. Well, I think that's all we got for you, Craig. Well, that's all I got for you too, buddy. All right, we appreciate it, and we will uh, chat at you later. All right. See you, fellas. See ya. There he goes, Craig EXL from the big uh, Black Hills of South Dakota. Yeah. Um, if uh, if we don't get ice here pretty soon, uh, might, might need to, to might just need to make a make a quick show trip up at out Craig's there. door someday. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I mean, that's not that crazy far away. Um, guy takes off good and early, you know, even on a Friday morning or on a uh, Saturday morning or something. It's no different uh, than if we were, if we'd be like, oh, let's go up to Red Lake, you know. Yep. It's probably actually closer. Yep. Yeah. If, if, if a guy hops on the interstate, heads out, uh, you know, you could be fishing out there by, you know, shortly, shortly at noon or shortly thereafter. Yep. You get uh, a good amount of fishing in and, uh, you know, the next morning you could go fishing for a few hours again, hop back in your vehicle, head back, uh, head back this way. Uh, you know, at least you'd be able to scratch the itch. That's for sure. Yep. And get a good steak at the Alpine Inn. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. Now, way to remember the important parts. Yeah. I'd drive that far for a good steak. Yep. But uh, uh, let's uh, let's get to the uh, the good news stories uh, brought to you by Freedom Brew over in Larchwood, Iowa. And uh, my good news story this week is just that. It's uh, Freedom Brew over there in Larchwood, Iowa, uh, celebrating two years in business um it was their birthday uh here this last weekend uh i think double punch uh double what do they call those with the punch cards yeah yeah with the punch cards uh you know loyalty yep. loyalty punches or whatever um i think like one in every 20 drinks uh ended up being free uh the big celebrations over there for um yeah, celebrating two years, but uh, hats off to Austin and Brianna. Um, two years of having the absolute best coffee shop uh, in the upper Midwest and uh, probably on this side of the Mississippi, really. No, I totally agree with you. I think I might grab some tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Tim Hilbert, uh, he went by there the other day, got the Freedom Buzz, and he was like, because it's got some cinnamon, it's got right. some honey. Uh, and he's like, Cal, dang it, I've never had anything like that. But he said it was good. Yep. Uh, I know Alex Christensen's been over there a bunch of times. And, uh, of course, Biggie's over there all the time. Uh, there's a lot of dirt bags that yeah. uh, that hit Freedom Brew on the way through. And uh, uh, we're pumped up. Uh, I'm surprised Biggie didn't put one of his stickers on the drive-up window. Oh, I imagine there <laughs> probably is one. I got one. I got one somewhere down here. I should find it and I'd actually bring it there. But, uh yeah, like uh, like I mentioned, uh, support the people that support us, um, uh, and and just support absolutely spectacular people. Yeah, that's, that's for sure, and good stuff. It's yep. good tasting stuff. Yep. Uh, mine, I, I I got a deer. You did get a deer. We talked about it last time, but uh, was that the night after we recorded last time? I believe so. You did uh, we record Monday or Tuesday? You you shot your deer on Wednesday night, You're right? I was in a school board meeting, and yeah. all of a sudden, my phone's just bzz, 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 and I knew, uh, uh, you know, it looked Something like, you happened. know, tw 20 minutes until it would have been dark, 10 minutes till it was going to be dark. Yeah. I could look out the window, and it's like, yeah, I think <laughs> I know what, what just happened. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Uh, going into it, I'd kind of been watching these four deer and kind of figured out their pattern a little bit, and you know what? I did one of those things where 
I'm only going to set up about 70 yards from the parking lot. The hell with it. You know, we I walked in quite a ways the last couple nights, and they'd be close to the parking lot when you come out. I mean, it happens all the time. We, we're walking out at night, and it's just like they're right by the parking lot. It's like, what am I doing? JP went out tonight, and he I texted him, and I said, uh, any luck tonight? He said, uh uh, no, but there was deer right by my pickup when I got back yeah. from the got back to the parking lot. That's God, it's crazy how that oh, happens. Oh, well, I know. So, and uh, they jumped the fence, and he was right on the walking path, and one shot at about fifty yards, and he didn't even go seventy yards, and tipped over dead, and uh, nice and close to the tractor path. And uh, Ramsey came out there and helped me get it out, uh, do all the gutting. John May actually happened to be out there too, and he helped me as well. So I appreciate those guys' help. Uh, and we got her loaded up and had the first tenderloins off of it tonight, and they're Hell damn yeah. good. So you betcha. You that's betcha. That's going to be my good news story. No, that's a great news story is what that is. Uh, nice buck too. Congratulations. Thank you. So, all right, guys. Uh, well, I believe that is episode 246. We appreciate you all uh, joining. Uh, as mentioned earlier, hopefully this next week um, we'll get Tony Mariotti on uh, to talk fish and talk pizza and talk everything else. Um, obviously, next week, uh, Monday night being Christmas, um, you know, I, I, I don't suspect uh, we're going to have an episode on uh, Tuesday. Um, we'll, we'll see what next week brings. Uh, maybe it'll be, a a little bit later in the week. And then, you know, obviously the week after the same thing, holiday early on in the week. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll, we'll try to get something, you know, Wednesday, Thursday next week, and maybe, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, the week after and, and, uh, bounce back into a regular schedule. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll just take next week completely off. Um, we'll figure it out, but, uh, um, Yeah, we appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you next week on episode 247. Later.